Hello and welcome to the Bend Like Bamboo Resilience Show. To bend like bamboo is to bend with flexibility and this is how we can be more adaptable in times of change. And on my show, I get to interview very special guests and today I'm so pleased to welcome the lovely Louise Carrig. Hello, welcome to the show. Hi Amanda, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm really excited about um, today's interview and talking to you, but please let me introduce you properly. Louise is the director of Barry Plant Heathmont and Ringwood and Louise's vision is to deliver the ultimate in customer service with a trustworthy and friendly approach. Louise leaves both vendors and buyers surprised that their real estate experience can be positive and happy. I love it. In July of 2014, Louise and her husband, Chris, bought the Barry Plant Heathmont business and enjoyed taking the business to a new level and was awarded in 2015 at the Barry Plant Awards for Excellence for the office with the um, largest increase in sales. In December 2016, they took over the Ringwood office of Barry Plant and have made great progress in building a new team of professionals, gaining a strong market share position. Wow, Louise, you, um, you're you a go-getter. Oh, makes me sound the super, super busy woman. <laughs> you are, and you are very driven. And, you know, that's what I love about you. And I think that we're going to have so much juicy stuff to talk about on today's show. Um, yeah. What, why are you passionate about real estate? Oh, gosh, I, I think I've, I sort of fell into real estate funnily enough, after a, a career in sort of communications and public relations sort of style work. And real estate sort of brought me, I was, at, when I went into real estate, I was in this really domestic bliss place. Yeah. And it was just a perfect connection to then go into real estate and get that business drive back. Um, and also local within my own community. I've always been a big community focused person. I love working, you know, with people around me. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm. Let's dive in. What does okay. resilience mean to you? Oh, I have thought about this question a lot and not just recently, actually. I think uh, the word resilience, I, I think I actually struggled with the word resilience when I first sort of started hearing it more consistently, especially with having two young children. You'd, you know, you'd hear things like, oh, we need to make our kids more resilient. And and for a long time, I'm thinking, well, what, what actually is that um and you know over the last probably year I've really delved into it for myself personally and also you know people around me and it's made me for me at the moment resilience is about um growth and self-awareness so I can cannot so that I can be more resilient I think so but I think the resilience journey is so different at different stages of your life for different people yeah totally so it's a it's one word but it's just so so much um my sister who is um you know mildly intellectually disabled and mental health illnesses she's you know I look at resilience when I look at her and go well you know a lot of the time she appears to be a train wreck but she's also one of the most resilient people I think I will ever know Um, perspective isn't it it is definitely a matter of perspective um for me you know, probably coming through a phase recently where I haven't felt my own, you know, strength and the resilience for me recently has been about learning and about, you know, Mm. you know, peeling back, you know, all of these layers of 
issues that has then led to me to go, oh, actually, I am, I am and can be very resilient. Absolutely. Hmm. Would you um, love to share something um, that sort of displays that of something you've had to overcome? Is there something that you want to talk about today? Uh, I suppose probably um, just sticking with uh, more, uh, recently, not really recently, but I think for me going through, I'll call it an anxiety building mm-hmm. and then sort of reaching a crescendo mm. and then really, really struggling with wanting to um, recover from that but really not knowing how. Yeah. Um, and then having to go, okay, this is this does feel like a rock bottom moment and how am I going to get myself out of it? Yeah, that's massive. Um, I'm sure a lot of people go through anxiety and and if they haven't typically in their lives, maybe even circumstantially what we've all gone through in 2020, maybe that's evoked anxiety. So this is a, this is a great thing to talk about. Yeah. So for me, COVID, the whole COVID situation has actually given me a genuine opportunity that funnily enough I had been looking for very very strongly um, to to get the space that I've needed to be able to move on from that Mm. or to work out where that anxiety comes from and that's a lot of the work obviously I've been doing with you which has been amazing Um, good but that the space has really the COVID you know lockdowns have really given me that space Um, and so I've been, I have, I, I was able to go, okay, what am I going to do to make the most of this? Before COVID, I was always, I was already heading in this direction. I knew I needed some change, some help. I don't, I, I don't know what I was looking for, but I, I knew I needed help. Yes. Yeah. And what do you think stopped you prior to COVID and lockdown and everything? What, what do you think stopped you from, um, what, um, and stopping and, and whatever COVID gave you the opportunity for, yeah. why do you think we don't do that until something forces us to stop? What stopped well, you? I think I've learnt for myself a couple of, well, a couple of massive things. Yeah. Um, and I've told you before that I'm trying to take the word busy out of my life. Yeah. And that is because I think genuinely we're on this, you know, this um, busy path of distraction and we're feeling this moment and we're, you know, we're doing these sports and we're taking the kids here and we're, yeah. we're achieving in our work. And, yeah. you know, there's this constant, you know, need for achievement. And, and we do, we achieve it. I've achieved amazing things and I'm super proud of that. Yeah. But I have not stopped and had space around me, around my, yeah. I have not self-cared properly for years. Yeah. I've really run my, I really ran myself into the ground yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and and it's hard when you when as the anxiety grows, you sort of lose touch with with where the um, where it's coming from. I think yeah. so. It, it the space the space has given me a chance. To, okay, where where is actually this coming from for me? Good. Um, so it was it was just a it was just like that constant. Um, what do you call it? Just the the wheel that just keeps turning the rat race the wheel and you know we become human doers rather than human beings and then I yeah having being forced to stop for me before COVID it was being paralyzed and I had no choice but to lie in my bed you know in four white walls and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because (laughs) I was forced to stop and only then did I realize 
what an M, like a slower mind felt like and then what that led to and, and the, yes. the reconciliation that can go on when you give yourself space and, and then therefore creativity is born out of boredom, I guess, mm-hmm. to be able to constructively and creatively um, and innovatively think yeah. of new ways of being in your life. Who do we want to be now? Mm-hmm. You know, what's my anxiety about? Why don't I self-care? What stops me from looking after myself that then leads to more anxiety anyway? Exactly. And I think when you've, you know, you've potentially got this achieving personality, there's there's the, the adrenaline. You can, yeah. you know, I've probably run half my life on adrenaline, but even as a child, I was, you know, as constantly organizing something or doing but I was also yeah. the child that would go and lie on the trampoline and stare up into the sky yeah. for hours on end and write a poem here or there and cool. I think as I got older and more anxious and more busy yeah. I just felt like I'd lost that connection and it, it's funny seeing with, since I've been looking at myself and you know going back over a few things mm. you know as a child I was I was a camper and then my most favourite thing of all was just sitting at a campsite, yeah. just looking out at the view. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up with that, like, all. And I, it's not like we don't do that anymore, but it's, the, the, it's, not, it's not enough of it yes. to balance out the, yes. the go, go, go. Yes. Um, well, when I say there's not enough of it, I've now got to, I know that it's now truly my responsibility and my desire to make sure that I go and get those. That connection. Foods. Yeah. yeah. Good. So I've learned. I've learned a lot. Yes. Well, actually, so what is it that you'll do probably moving forward over the next few months, November and December, to mm. find that connection now that you've had ch- a chance to stop and reset and have more time? And we're all going to go back to work and then we're going to get busy again. How will you do that? So I've got some really, really, um, it's interesting as a as an anxious person, you do like to control most things in your life and love a schedule, and I love a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got to balance out that a little bit. But I've already, I mean, we're back at work now, which is amazing. I'm so happy with that. Yes. And not at our offices, but at least we're working. We're out with people. Yes. Um, I have, I've tried to corral, you know, a couple of more active days for work into one part of the week and then have a breather day. Great. Day I went for a bike ride and a picnic lunch just to break up my week. Cool. Um, and I did. I felt it. I'd felt the the tension and the, the activeness rising. And then I went out into nature. I did that and it, it came back down again. And then I could go into the rest of my week. And then just really simple things that obviously we should all do more of. You know, I've locked in Monday night, bath night. Love it. Things in my week that I can control and say yes to. And don't, you know, don't let them. And all, I mean, real estate's really tough. You're at, you, you're, you are at people's beck and call yeah. most of the time. And I think as you get through the years of being in real estate, at the start you, you go, you have to do that. Like yeah. You have to say yes. We're in a competitive industry. If we say no, we might lose. Um, and, and at the same time, you sort of get a bit hardened because you get knockbacks and so you feel like you have to sort of yeah. cope with that a bit better. But it plays on other parts of your um, emotions as well or you push it down. I, I'm not really sure exactly, but I'd love, yeah. and I, I with my younger team, I'd, I'd like the journey to be a little bit different for them. I'd like to be able to make yes. them more aware of these things. Yes. 
well, the in self-care. their earlier stages of their career. Yeah, well, you could probably integrate this self-care program you're doing for yourself, which you've got to start with yourself, into, you know, how you guys have meetings at work. Maybe sometimes you have nature meetings or walking around the block meetings or connection meetings. Meetings, yeah. Yeah. One-on-one meetings where you're talking at a different level than in a group environment, I think, too, is really important. Totally. Trying to create an honest, you know, a freeing environment to speak. Talk to me, how does it feel when you are in the, uh, amongst the darkest, um, you know, when you feel really anxious and you feel like you're at your lowest point? What does that feel like for you? How are you performing at work and how are you treating yourself? Uh, I mean, I think on a, a physical level it feels, it can feel quite, when it's bad, it can feel quite frightening. Yes. Um, so you 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 are you are genuinely feeling a fear of, uh, and you don't even one hundred percent know where it's coming from. Um, and but then I think the the more common sort of constant one is you actually feel really lonely. Yes. Yeah, and yet you you seem to lose. I, that's the other thing that I've learned is that I ha- when I feel like that and I sense that loneliness, I have to be able to verbalize it to somebody to break it. Yes. But you have the tendency to hide. So yes. you just, you know, you sit back in your loneliness. Yes. And you just keep trying to trying to make it pass. And then you feel more disconnected and then, then get more in your head and then out of your heart and it's just a vicious cycle, Correct. isn't it? Whereas, you know, I think, and that's one of the, probably one of the biggest things I've learnt with my work with you is that I've had this um natural ability to to drive and to be achieving but I haven't been able to let other people help me with a lot of things yes because I've in my family especially I've always been that the helper the the one that's trying to you know work with with things um and it has stopped me from being able to accept help from other people yeah which has been a massive learning for me to realize that that's how I've actually you know identified as yeah yeah, so now that I know what that is, yeah. I'm so much more open to going, oh, well, you can help me with that or I can tell you that and feel safe yes. and then move through it so much faster. Exactly. And I think whenever we're trying to, you know, change aspects of ourselves and our lives, just what you said right then was you're, it's now in your awareness and then you can catch yourself to um, take more responsibility in terms of, so my model of change is reassess with awareness then you can take responsibility and then you can rewire your brain. So first of all, you've got to be aware of what you're doing and when you're doing it. And then you can go, oh, only then is it a choice. And yes. you go, oh, I can yeah. choose to be this way or that way. That's what I mean by responsibility is then you can take responsibility to make the changes you need to make um, because someone like you is very responsible, like very responsible, but there's other dimensions of responsibility, I think. Sometimes we don't take responsibility for ourselves with self-care, with learning to put ourselves first, knowing how to receive help. That's also responsibility. That is 100%. Yeah. And then we can rewire the brain and reset our habits and catch yourself and that's why I use a wristband or any prop um, that reminds you Mm. to catch yourself in those moments ah I'm doing it again I'm doing it again and that's usually also a time when you can catch yourself when you're thinking of the past or you're overanalyzing the future too much and you're not being in the moment which is our most creative state Mm. which is really what you know I've been in I had been craving for 
yeah, is yeah. to go back to that creative state. I knew it was out there somewhere. I just couldn't tap into it. Which like, how do I get it? Yeah, I know how, do I how get I want there? to feel. Yes. yes. Yeah. So how have you mm. been getting there? Am I, am I there yet? <laughs> I'm a work in progress. You, you are. You are. You have, come, <laughs> you, have, you have come so far. And you're right. Every day you are, you are there. You are. Um, and then you're learning more and more every day. But, um, well, what is, I guess, the, the better question to ask is what is it that happens in your day that makes you more aware? Look, I think more aware, more aware. It's, yeah, the awareness is coming to me so much faster now that I've, well, acceptance was the start of that, just yeah. so much, just more, just acceptance. Yeah. Um, I'm really set, I sense the, um, in the day-to-day, well, I'm still in my quest to, I'm loving journaling. Journaling, yes. I think, has, and it's ironic because I journaled as a kid obsessively. Great. Um, my dear diary was probably my best friend in a lot yeah. of ways yeah um so I've, I've really really easily got back into that recently yeah. and it's been fabulous I'm still trying I'm really quite fascinated by meditation I'm really really trying hard got to try not to put too much pressure on myself yes because it does feel hard sometimes meditation oh it is it's really hard sometimes particularly um, or even just on a normal day versus after you've had a really good one and then you try and have a really good one again and you can't capture that moment. There's so yes. many different reasons why it's hard. But I think even just giving it a go every day, mm. like the same way that we would wash your body, you know, washing the mind and just emptying it is still a great, great way. Yeah. Way. And I, I found that even in the middle of the day when I sense, and this is again the awareness, yes. being able to go, okay, don't let it stay there. Just go and quickly deal with it. And I think meditation can give you that power really fast, which yeah. has been a really good lesson for me as well. Um, yeah, so that's probably like day to day. Yeah. Yeah, has been really good. And you're, you've really ramped up your self-care, haven't you? Yes, it was. Yeah, I have. I have. Good. Yeah. And that's just, yeah, something that unfortunately we just, I think many of us just don't prioritise, which is so, because um, it feels wonderful. I'm reading a lot more yes, and I'm just loving that as, as part, because, I, again, I used to read a lot and I'd lost a, a lot of that um, because I just didn't prioritise the time to set aside for it. And I think, yeah. again, that's the awareness. And, again, thanks to COVID, I've had the opportunity, the space to go, well, you've got, you don't have these other busy things going on. So it has given, and now I've just got to make sure I take that with me. Into exactly. New, into take it into this next phase. And but just, I feel really confident about that because I've done the hard yards. I've done the hard. I've got mm-hmm. the skill now. I know what that needs to be done. I've got the mindset stuff going. So I feel like I've got a good chance of making I think it. How you start your day is what will remind you. Yeah. Yeah. So start of day. Um, I love it. So I guess we're now moving into like your turning point. So I know that, you know, you've had, you know, the struggles of, you know, how it feels when you you feel really anxious and you're not looking after yourself and you shut down and then we get in our heads and we get more and more busy and we become doers instead of human beings. What was your turning point where you really felt like you started to um, peel back the layers and you started to bring in more awareness? Like was there, was it a gradual thing or was there a turning point and a moment of choice for you? I think that it, it's been, 
probably quite agonizingly long to be honest and I don't yeah. know why it took so long yeah. so I'd say gradual yeah yeah but I definitely felt a turning point where it was full acceptance yes that was it for me it was like I don't know what I was fighting why I was fighting it but there was just this switch that went it was mm. a very like hang on you know just this is you don't don't fight this yeah just go so stop trying to fix this just try and go forward outwards upwards um which ironically you do have to go you've got to delve in mm. but it, I don't know it just was a different perspective it was like a bit of a switch and it was a, it got a little bit worse after that once I had like the anxiety side got a little bit worse but then once it cleared there was this yeah this clearer voice this clearer vision sometimes those moments they're not they don't just they come out of grace they come you can't find those moments it's like you you've been doing the work you've been exploring and bringing into your awareness and searching and 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 really working on yourself and then it kind of sometimes just rises up out of nowhere these moments and realizations yeah 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 and you do you do sometimes have to I've felt that I've had to um leave a few things aside yeah not not I don't want to say neglect them because it's not full neglect, yeah. but I've had to go, you know, like with my sister, I manage her. Um, my sister is mildly intellectually disabled yes. and has mental health and she's on an NDIS plan and I self-manage her plan. So that's, it's a big, it's a big job. It's a big responsibility. And um, it's also, it can be very emotionally challenging as well. Yeah. She's, she's a, an interesting cat. We love her. Um, but yeah. I've, over the last couple of months, I've, you know, with with COVID and the challenges that, you know, she lives alone, like it it had gotten really, really full on. Yes. Um, and there was, a, there was a point where I've th- I thought, you know what, this is going to tip me over. I've got to step away a little bit and make yes. that choice as well yeah. because I know at the end of the day I can't help her if I'm a mess. Yeah, that's right. You've got to, you've got to put your mask on first, don't you? Yes, so I and and that has actually worked really well, um, and now I'm able to step back in and get more active. And um, that's why yeah, self care is so important. So important, I yeah. And yeah. if we, if it's hard to receive in your life at the moment, whoever's listening, like then you know maybe to see it from that new perspective of, but then I can actually be there for others more, and I can be. Um, yeah, I can be of better service if I actually am ramping up my self care. I think that's a really good way to try and identify with it because this is how I felt for a long time is that you've got all of these jobs, but you don't feel like you're doing anything well. Yeah. Like I think if you're feeling that there's too much going on, you're not self-caring. That's the best thing. Like that's, that's you down. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like if you feel like you've got your hands in all of these pies and nothing is really feeling awesome. Yeah. um, Then there needs to be some sort of reassessment. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, so tell me, how is your life better now, having gone through, um, you know, overcoming anxiety? Mm. Um, it feels re- a lot lighter. I feel light. I actually feel lighter. Great. Uh, I've been out at meetings, obviously, recently with, you know, us being able to return to, to work and to speak with clients and, my, I feel like I'm able to speak with more clarity yeah. or, or I can, it, this sounds a bit weird, but I can hear what I'm saying properly. I love that. Yeah. Whereas I think that I was, 
constantly distracted, yeah. even though I was probably talking fine, but I wasn't really in it, whereas yeah. now I'm just so much more connected in your body feeling because we don't like to do that when we're traumatizing ourselves we we like to disconnect from our body yeah that's exactly what happens you don't hear yourself you don't feel yourself you don't hear the whispers you don't feel the body signs that are telling you no 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 no. this way move this way going the wrong way (laughs) and I think if you work in um if you work in a job where you're dealing with a lot of people Mm. and you know in real estate you're dealing with people going through potentially really big things in their lives they tend to be a little bit stressy and um so you you are really focused on that but it can sometimes when you step away from that and come back to your family environment or your friend environment can make you feel a little bit more detached because how much more have you got to give yeah like so you know i my husband chris my husband he's like sometimes like are are we talking tonight like (laughs) or have you talked too much today yeah you know like because there's like oh wow i feel really heavy with that conversation that I've had all day long but now I don't I don't feel like that at the moment I feel like that's just lightened up and I'm able to differentiate between well, mm-hmm. that's the work energy and this is the home energy I love that and on that how how do you think that will change how you show up at work with all these um personal transformations that you've just been through well on a very very simple level I'm just going to like work more you know, yeah. I've always, I've always loved my work. Whatever I've done, I've loved, um, and and I and I haven't loved it in this state. You know, when it was when you're bombarded with you know anxiety and for all different reasons, it just it's hard to enjoy stuff. And I think if you see exactly. somebody working and they're enjoying it, you're like, oh, she's a happy worker. You, you know, know I, so you've nailed it. Like that, that's absolutely right. You know, I just finished Eckhart Tolle's um, A New Earth and in the very last chapter it was so inspiring. His um, take on, you know, coming out of doing into just being mm-hmm. is acceptance, then applying enjoyment again into your life, yep. exactly what you just said. And then from that comes enthusiasm. Yes. When you apply the enjoyment to your goal, because we are supposed to use our mind, but through our hearts, not through the head. And then the, the mind is very useful then. It should be the slave, not the um, master, the mind. It should yeah. be not yeah. the slave, but it should be the, the servant. The servant, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better word. Um, yeah. Not the master. And then when we come through our hearts, so this is exactly what you're going to do. You, you're going to apply and all of us, we're going to apply this new enjoyment of slowing down yeah. and actually coming from our heart space, deciding what makes me happy, what brings me joy. And then we're going to translate this personal transformation across into our workplace, um, which is going to bring, allow us to be more in enjoyment. And that's going to create enthusiasm. That's how we manifest. Yep, yep. It's simple. I love it. It's simple. <laughs> so simple. enjoyment, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. So what's the main thing? If there was one main thing you've learned, mm-hmm. what would it be? <sighs> one main thing I've learned. That's, that's tough because I, I, I just feel like there's so many different layers there. I think probably um, I don't know whether I've learned it, but I've, I've discovered – I feel passionate about it. Yeah. Is that people need help. Yeah. Like yeah. I think that if you're sitting there thinking I need help, you have to somehow, and I think this is tough, find a way to find it where, where and hopefully, you know, people talking more and listening more to this type of thing and whatever yeah. will make that more clear. Because I think that, you know, 
at all, and back to the resilience thing, at all different ages, at all different stages, we're changing, we're evolving. We are. And sometimes you just need support. There's, there's things that are tough and exactly. you need somebody else to sort of slap you out of it or <laughs> in a gentle and sense. guide like, you and go, yeah, you. and then point out what, what it is that you might want to look at with that, and you know, because we suppress things that we don't want to look at and so we mm. do need assistance of have a look at this shadow aspect yes. of yourself that's really, you know, that you're burying. Yes. And oh, that's, that is so true. And I think that I, having more conversations every day with our colleagues can be a way to help. It can be. That's it. Yeah. I think we just, we all need to, um, and we're all different. So that's the other thing, full acceptance of full all the differences. Full acceptance. And allow people to just be who they are and react yeah. in the way that they are and just hold the space for them just being sometimes not reacting can be the best thing you can do mm-hmm. yeah and also just you know with the relationships that you have and it's interesting because I've always been especially in my work life really and and working with a team is you go okay let's look at everybody's individual strengths and weaknesses and you're fully accepting of them okay you're not good at paperwork but you're awesome at you know, selling a property or whatever. But personally, do you, do you really, how, how good are we at it? Like, are we really looking at it and also looking at how different somebody else, like our main relationships, my husband and I are almost like complete opposite personalities. Yeah. So how do you fully accept that of each other and look at it properly and and work, you know, work with Work with that. Yeah. Integrate and enjoy that. And enjoy that. Well, he's, perfect I mean my twin and I are the same so like we're perfect in that we mirror with it we shine stuff on each other that yeah it is a process of oh I'm total acceptance total not needing people to be a certain way because they're not like you yeah <laughs> so yeah. hard yeah, yeah. but and- also having the courage to be yourself up against somebody who is completely different to you yes and that's that's a cool thing, not a bad thing. And we all see the world totally differently. You know, people on one side of the earth see the sun rising and then, but at the same time on the other side of the earth, the sun is setting and both those realities are real. But then if you were to take yourself out into space, the sun is not even rising or setting at all. It's just shining constantly, matter of perspective, and they're all realities that exist. So if we can see it in that way, that your reality and my reality, we all see the world in our own way and they are all realities that can coexist with true acceptance. Exactly. What a beautiful way to end the um, show. I mean, do you have anything else you'd like to add or any special tips um, to help that helps you to be resilient? Um, I think. I think we've covered lots. I think that was a beautiful um, way to end and, um, you know, a matter of perspective and, and acceptance. Yeah. Thanks beautiful. for having me today. Oh, Louise, it was an absolute pleasure. I loved it. <laughs> and thank you for coming on. And, you know, you, you're most welcome. It was very juicy. Your, your work really is very inspirational. Thank um, you. That means a lot. Yeah. It's been wonderful for me and I'm sure wonderful for many others. Thank so you. Thank you, genuinely. Oh, my, my absolute pleasure from my heart to yours. And, you know, thank you for coming on and thank you, everybody, for listening. And my, my intention for the show is to help to inspire you that no matter what you are going through, you can overcome it and discover what you are made of. See you guys next week.